St. Martin's School Radio. Jordi Albert, Lionel Messi! Oh, oh my goodness! Lionel Messi does it again, he's superhuman! Can he tee up someone in red? In it goes towards Lundgren! Ilzaka trying to help Orion Robin! They are still mired! It's a sharing up and so sorry Jimmy! Manchester United have reached the promised land! The two substitutes have scored the two goals in stoppage time. Welcome to the second St. Martin's Football Show. I'm Leon Higgins and I'll be guiding you through the world of football. In today's show, again, I'll be joined by Atletico Madrid fan and Spanish football expert Mr Lopez, Arsenal fan Lloyd Bounds and Tottenham fan Max New. We'll be talking about the last days of the Premier League as the European places were up for grabs, including Champions League and Europa League and the relegation zone to stay in the Premier League was heated up as the bottom as it went down to the last minute. We'll also be talking about the two championship playoff games as Brentford played Swansea and Cardiff played Fulham. And we'll be summing up the rest of the world's football news and transfer updates as the transfer window opens. How are we? 
So, how are we, Mr. Lopez? How are we, Lloyd? How are we, Matt? Good. Good, Leon. Good, thank you. you? What did you make of the final day of the Premier League before we go into detail? I think it was it was it was a, it was a good last day. It was uh, a lot going on, a lot of uh, goals to check up on. It was enjoyable. Was it as dramatic as you thought it would be? Because obviously there was Champions League, Europa League places, relegation places at all at stake. Did you expect I mean, more drama? After after the Championship and asking the Championship, it it paled in comparison, really. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so we'll, sorry. So we'll start with Leicester v Man United going for third place. We was and luckily enough we won three two. It wasn't the best of games and probably wasn't the best performance of the seasons. But Leicester, the wheel. I think the wheels come off since the four nil loss at Liverpool on Boxing Day. But we just about got the job done. Fernandez scored a penalty in the seventy first minute. And Jesse Lingard scored in uh, added time. I mean, I was nervous going into it. And up to half time, it was nil-nil. And you were thinking, oh, no, anything could go on here. And I think Jamie Vardy at the post as well. He was just... Oh, I was, at one stage, I thought, after Vardy at the post, and uh, they've had a few chances, I thought Leicester were easily going to probably win and with Chelsea obviously winning at the time um, thought no oh, this is going to be another Europa League season but we we did turn around and we have got third um, start with you Lloyd Arsenal fan in terms of Man United do you think now we can challenge for the Premier League and what, what do you think if we can what do you think we need to improve on uh, I, I don't think you can at the moment. I think you need to improve on your defence. David De Gea has passed, passed it now. He's not. He's nowhere near as good as he used to be. I believe a new keeper and a few more defenders will really strengthen the squad and will help on push for the Champions League and Premier League. Now, I, d- I did see as well that Casper Schmeichel was very uh, defensive of uh, David De Gea when he came under criticism after his uh, last few performances. But we obviously got a brilliant uh, talent on loan, Dean Henderson. And I know, unfortunately, um, Sergio Romero wants to uh, leave to go to Leeds or uh, even Everton, which he's, he's done very well in. I think he's played 40-odd games, most of them in the Cup, and he has done done very well keeping a clean sheet. So I do. I think at one stage of the season, I thought, honestly, Solskjaer was going to drop the hair and bring in um, Romero because he was on a good form and he's played a lot in the Europa League and yeah, FA Cup and League Cup, and he is, he is a good goalkeeper, and I can understand his frustration and why he would go to Everton, I think. Would he get in over Pickford, possibly, as Pickford hasn't been the best, and Leeds, you'd probably say he'd get in over Casillas, so you can understand why he wants to leave. It is a bit of a situation where you think, oh, really, but good, good uh, hope he does progress on, because he is a, a nice, a good keeper and a nice bloke when he's done the interview, so... You know, good luck to him in his career. But in terms of Leicester, uh, Max, where do you think it went wrong for Leicester? Why they didn't get top four this year? Because I think did see they were in the top four since October and it was the first time they dropped down. What what went wrong for Leicester? Well, I think a huge part of it was squad depth. I mean, they're playing a long season. They've They've got a smaller squad than most regular top four sides. That and injuries. Uh, James Madison's been out and Chilwell, Pereira, and then... Especially the red card for Shoyunku. Um 
against Bournemouth, a huge player in the defence, and you're missing you're missing a, a key player in some very important ties after that to, to, to help secure you. Obviously, they dropped, I believe, a, a 12, 12 points. I think they were 12 points clear, but yeah, still, 14, maybe a mentality. Maybe it's a mentality from the the manager, really. It could be a, a number of things, but uh, disastrous, really. You, you think, though, you know, quality players that Ben Shearwell and Madison are, they could, I think. Would you have, would you have uh, Madison? I know he's been linked with Arsenal, but realistically, would he go to Arsenal, Lloyd? Or I know he's been linked with Spurs and Man United as well. We'll, we'll go on to Spurs in a minute. But do you think Arsenal realistically can sign him now? You Well, unless you win the FA Cup, you won't have European football, Lloyd? Uh, I, I don't believe like realistically we could sign him, but I would love him at Arsenal. He's an amazing player and he's still very young as well and has lots of potential. And he is already good. I'd kill to have him, but I don't think we'll, we'd sign him. What about what about Spurs, Max? Would... Uh... Realistically, would Levy get his money out and uh, spend on Madison? Well, money is something that we're not really sure on at the moment. We think everyone's sixty million, but a player like Madison, although he's very good, we have uh, uh, other other issues and areas in the squad we need to improve defence, especially. So, a player like Madison, he's going to set you maybe nearly all of the budget that we have at the moment. So, we'd rather, I think, focus on areas that that need improvement. Yeah, you'd have to, you'd have to say Leicester do have an exciting uh, few talents. But one player that hasn't just been doing it this season, he he did it when uh, they won the Premier League, and he's been doing it season in, season out. Um, Jamie Vardy's the oldest player to win the Premier League Golden Boot at 34 years old. He's just had a brilliant season. I think I know he hasn't had the best end to the season. He hasn't been scoring as much, but. He is a quality player and I think they only signed him for about three million or something like that from Fleetwood and probably now he's probably about twenty million um if people wanted to buy him or clubs wanted to get him. I think he is a quality striker. would you any of you disagree? No. He's a very good player. Um, he's a very clinical striker. Yeah, do how long do you reckon that he has got in him? Because like I just said, he is thirty four years old. I know he's he's one oldest player to win the Golden Boot, but how long do you reckon he's got in him, uh, Max? Um, I mean, I'm surprised he's you know he's he's quite old and for for, for a player who, who who's very quick, you know he's 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 kept up very very well. Um, I could probably see him playing at playing at the uh, at, at Leicester. I mean, I don't think I don't see him leaving Leicester. He's been a good servant to them, and they've they've been a good servant to him as well. But I see him remaining at Leicester for the end of his career and maybe playing. Starting in that in that team for another year or two, probably. Yeah, I think, uh, like we said, brilliant performance from Man United. De Gea, another clean sheet. I know he hasn't been in the best of forms, but just seen now, he's beaten Peter Schmeichel's record of 113 clean sheets. So, like we said, another debate. We do need to strengthen in goals, but I think Dean Henson not quite there yet. Right, the other game at the top was Chelsea two Wolves nil. Chelsea knew they had to win to get Champions League football and Wolves were fighting for Europa League football. So I'll let, I'll let you start, Max. Chelsea, they've obviously got um, Ziyech coming in and Werner and close to signing Kai Havertz. Can they challenge for the Premier League title next year? Um, we'll have to, I think we'll have to see who else they sign. Um, linked, to, linked to Havertz, obviously, but the defence is really where they've, they've seen the most troubles this season I mean they've, they've got a good attack already and they're going to have more more um, more options coming in in, the, in this summer but the defence a goalkeeper perhaps Kepa's I mean all, despite being the most expensive keeper in the world he hasn't really had the best 
the rest of seasons, especially recently. Um, so if, if they strengthen in the areas in which they, they're weakest, I think they could definitely they could definitely pressure um, Man City and Liverpool this season. Yeah, but I did see as well, and Mr Lopez won like this, but Chelsea and Man United have been linked with uh, Jan or Black potentially to replace, like you said, Kepa and or De Gea or whatever club. But I think the problem with Kepa is he, he I think he come in for seventy two million. I think I might be uh, I think I'm right or wrong. But he just hasn't he hasn't been that consistent. He's had a few good games, but you saw him in the League Cup final against Man City when he refused to come off. I just I don't think he's got the right attitude and I don't think Frank Lampard likes him that much. Obviously he started Willie Cabriello on the weekend. It's just I, I don't know what's wrong with Kepa. What, what what would you say, Lloyd? That's wrong with Kepa and why Frank Lampard doesn't doesn't like him or doesn't start like him as much as Willie Cabriello because he has started a lot under um, Frank as uh, Cabriello. Well, he's by far the worst statistically the worst goalkeeper in the Prem. He's got like a forty percent save ratio, which is terrible. It's by far the lowest, but like 20%. He was never that good in the first place. Like The best part of his game is his distribution. His shot stopping was never that good. It's gone worse now with Chelsea. And the defence has really highlighted how bad it is. Yeah, but I think, like, like uh, Max said, if they strengthen a bit, they could definitely uh, challenge Liverpool and probably Man City for the title next year. But on the other end of the stick, Wolves... I know they lost 2-0. Um, they haven't got Europa League football yet as he comes to seventh. But do you think, Max, that Wolves can go on next season and progress on? I know they got Jimenez, who's been in brilliant form, and he's been linked with uh, a few big clubs, Juventus or whatever. But do you think now, if Wolves don't get probably knocking on the door for top four, that Jimenez will leave probably at the end of next season? Um, well, Jimenez is, 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 is quite an old player. I'm not sure exactly how old, but he's, he's, he's nearly... Pushing thirty, I believe. Um, maybe he could. He has the quality to 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 be in a maybe a top six side or or a bigger European side elsewhere. But I think maybe the age might be the one thing that that gets in the way. You know, Wolves aren't a team that exactly are in are in disaster in, are in disaster mode. I don't, I don't no. see why he'd why he'd want to flee flee Wolves. Um, and I think there's no reason for them to to, to perform any worse next season. And I think. They could, I mean, perform even better than they have this season, next season. Yeah, I think it's a lot. Um, a lot of clubs have said the same thing, and you ask their fans this: it's all about consistency. And I think if Wolves keep that up, and they haven't had the best results against, I don't know, they drew with Burnley the other day, and if they keep up the consistency, I think, like Max said, there's no reason why they can't progress on even more. And, Nuno's done a brilliant job. It's two seasons in a row now. They've done uh, very well and they're going strong in the Europa League. And they, I think they are definitely progressing and they are starting to be a team that, like Leicester have this season, could challenge for the top four. And like you said, Jimenez, I don't know how, like you said, I don't know how old he is, but he, he has been quality this season. And start to say, I, I think he'll leave if Wolves don't challenge for probably top four because he could get into quite sides I think he could probably get inside probably over Rashford or Martial it's hard to say as social's loyalty but I think would you have him at Arsenal Lloyd Jimenez well, yeah, I think about Arsenal, but not, like as a Aubameyang or Lacazette replacement I think at the moment our strongest part is our attack 
That's why we're going to take him right now. But if one of our attackers did leave, I definitely took him in this. Yeah, brilliant season. And weird stat that Wolves, they haven't had an English goal scorer this season, but most of their squad is Portuguese. Uh, Tottenham obviously drew with Crystal Palace 1-1, Harry Kane scoring. But I want to touch on something quick that I didn't I didn't see the game live, but I did pick it up on match today. Tottenham and Jose Mourinho and his coaching staff celebrated like mad on the touchline. They all they all huddled into each other, jumping up and down. Obviously, all the Tottenham fan match. Why would you celebrate like mad with your coaching staff and you've just finished sixth in the league? And I think it's Tottenham's lowest points tally with 59 in 11 years. Obviously, they still finished above Arsenal. But why, why would you celebrate like that? It's just, I thought it was pretty disgusting, actually, that Mourinho and Tottenham staff celebrated like that. You've come sixth place. You haven't won the Premier League. Okay, okay. What, I think what, what, what? you may be you may be hamming it up a little bit. They they weren't they weren't doing a guard of honor on the pitch or anything. They were they were celebrating a good finish. We were fourteenth when he took over. We were a terrible side. Yeah, but, yeah, but Man, Man United, right? We're three points above the relegation zone. If we lost to Liverpool in October, we could have potentially gone in the relegation zone, right? We got third place, and we didn't celebrate like mad. You've just got sixth place for God's sake. You haven't got. You haven't won the league or you haven't even got fourth on the last. You've got sixth place. You drew with Crystal Palace, who haven't won since, I think, the first game back. It's just, I thought it was embarrassing. I mean, it was a close It was a close call between us not getting Europe and us getting Europe. And us getting Europe essentially means we'll have money to spend that we wouldn't have had otherwise. Yeah, but so you're, in Europe, you're in the Europa League. Listen, Seriously, that's, that's, foot, that's, foot that's, foot like, that's 20 foot. million pounds, possibly, it's you know, the difference. Thursday night football and you're celebrating like mad. I know Mourinho said he's... It's, it's the difference he, between won. not signing any players in the summer and signing players in the summer. Oh, yeah. Well done, you've got Europa League football, but I think the celebrations were well over. Were the they weren't doing on. that many celebrations. They were just They... Mourinho they weren't, they weren't and all going his, crazy or anything. Mourinho and all his coaching staff huddled in one. Obviously, they weren't social distancing, but it's, they all huddled in one. They're jumping <laughs> up and down, and you've just got sixth place. I mean, what what is... It's just, I'd, always, I'd be ashamed if I was a Tottenham fan of that. You watch Alan Matt well, today or whatever live, and you've just seen your team get sixth Leon, place, Leon. right? Leon. That's embarrassing. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer said... When Manchester City play their first eleven against us in the FA Cup, then you know you're doing something right. <laughs> that is the most disgusting thing I've ever in my life. It's, yes, it, but we didn't say we went from probably 16th to foot to third, right? And the social, but we didn't celebrate like mad against Leicester. You've just come sixth. You haven't even beaten Crystal Palace. You've just got a draw against them. And you've it's nothing to do with Crystal like Palace, the game. It's nothing to do with the game. You didn't celebrate the result against. You celebrate the fact. That no, got... no, no, no. But you. You you got Europa League football. I mean, what what would the players be like, Mourinho? If you'd won the Premier League, you'd have you'd be jumping off the top of the stadium. What would he have been like? What would he have? What would he have? What would he have been like if we got didn't get Europa League? Football? Didn't get any Europe at all. He'd be he'd be depressed. I just think I just it's beyond me. I don't think I don't think you can. I don't think you're you're moving your positions. There's no point me no point me arguing with you anymore. I I honestly don't think right the way Tottenham celebrated against they, they didn't Palace celebrate games. that much. You would jump, you'd snap. You didn't celebrate, Mad. 
you were jump. You were in a huddle. All he got the them in a huddle. He was. He was hugging and jumping. Re- he was raising down. the morale of his of his team, rewarding them for some for some good work, so a good run of form, and to carry on to next season. I just think it's over the top. But look, there you go. So Tottenham got six there, drawing with Crystal Palace in um, some of the other results. Man City beat Norwich five 0 De Bruyne equaled uh, Thierry Henry's record of 20 assists in the season, the most, I think, definitely, probably in a long time. I think Henry did it in that invincible season. I think I did the see season before. season before. Quality player Henry, so I think De Bruyne, well done to him, the season best midfielder in the world. Uh, Newcastle scored a 24-second Dwight Gale goal. They still lost against Liverpool, and Liverpool ended up on 99 points. Well, they've just... They're brilliant this season. Well done to them. Southampton beat Sheffield United 3-1 after Sheffield United's brilliant season. Uh, Danny Ings coming second in the Golden Boot race. Everton lost 3-1 at home to Bournemouth, and we'll talk about that in the relegation zone. Angelotti's first time in his 25 years of managerial career, he's ended in the bottom half, and very disappointing for Everton there. And in the other game, Burnley... uh, Lost two one to Brighton. Nick Pope didn't get his golden goal, uh, golden glove. Sorry, but in the relegation uh, battle, it went down to the last game of the season. West Ham v Villa, Arsenal v Watford, and as we said, Everton Bournemouth. Villa ended up staying up on goal difference, I think, uh, over Bournemouth and Watford. She lost against Arsenal. We'll talk. We'll talk briefly about the Arsenal performance, Lloyd. How do you reckon Arsenal performed? Well, it was a good good first half. Remember, three 0 up and then twenty five minutes. What went wrong in the second half though? Two what for goals? He got. I did see very nervy towards the end. Well, David Luiz gave away his fifth penalty of the season, which broke the record for most pens given away by one player. And then we just kind of fell apart, really. And then what? Watford were obviously they had a lot to play for, so they were trying their best to try and score a few more. Danny Welbeck ended up scoring another. And then we just kind of gave up, really. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of Watford, I've got near a few Watford fans, and it was very uh, disappointing for them. And obviously, they did kind of, a lot of people wanted them to go down after how they treated Nigel Pearson, sacking him with two games to go. But they just didn't look, they just haven't looked apart since probably we went into lockdown. They've come back. I know they had Arsenal, obviously, on the last day of Man City before, but. Even then, they just haven't been consistent and it hasn't gone well. And Deeney, I think, in his interview on Sky, he was very frustrated on the way Watford had played. And you do feel a bit sorry for him, but you wouldn't say no. they're definitely going to bounce back next season because it's the championship, anything can happen. But, you know, they got to be one of the favourites. But at the other, just above them, who finished Bournemouth, one three one at Everton. I know, as I saw this morning in the papers, they were suing Aston. They were suing the FA, sorry, in the Premier League over that um, goal that pretty much put Villa in the Premier League against Sheffield United. Would you say? I don't get how they can sue them because probably get a bit of money, but you can't get it back. What? Well, how would you say? What's this suing going to do, Max? Do you reckon? Well, I mean, using your spot in the Premier League is a lot of money. Yeah, but what, what what are they gonna do? Take let um Sheffield United win one nil. I mean, come on, what are they gonna do? Give them a bit of money. That's it. It's, oh yeah, the difference between staying up and going down is ultimately money. 
it's it's a ref it's a mistake that a lot of clubs have had before. I know you're going to say, "Oh, Man United been more than the pound, awarded the most bounties, right?" But a lot of clubs have bad errors go against them, right? Aston Villa have had a lot this season. I know they had that luck against Sheffield United, right? VAR isn't the best thing in the world, right? We've seen that this season. It's made mistakes. Referees also make human error. This goal line technology, which pretty much saved Aston Villa, was an error. You can't. You just got to put it down to human error. Just move on. Bounce back <laughs> stronger next season. I mean, you just saw that this morning and he was behind me. You got relegated, right? You can't judge going down by that one point. You've got to look over 38 games. Have you been good enough to stay up? And I'd say probably Villa have been better than Bournemouth. Bournemouth have been very poor. I know they've had a low budget and Eddie Howe's done a brilliant job over the years, but they've been very poor and you cannot judge now one point over your 38 games. You've just been poor over 38 games. Get over it. Bounce back stronger next season. That's what I'd say. And obviously Aston Villa did very well to stay up. They drew at West Ham and Declan Rice, who has been linked with loads of top clubs, he got named Hammer of the Year. Um, Lloyd, Declan Rice has been linked with Chelsea and Arsenal mainly. He was linked with us like everyone is. Would he, would he improve your midfield? Uh, I think anyone would improve our midfield. <laughs> we don't exactly have the best midfield in the world. I would definitely take him on Arsenal. He's a solid defensive midfield. Still very young. Great future ahead of him. I'd love, I'd love to have him. Yeah, Villa did, uh, Villa did very well to stay up there. So the overall table, Liverpool uh, finished first, Man City second, Man United third and Chelsea got fourth. That was the top four. Leicester got the Europa League group stage. Tottenham, as it stands, have got to go through uh, the qualifying rounds, but that could change if Chelsea win the FA Cup. Wolves just missing out in seventh at the minute. Arsenal eight, Sheffield United ninth. Brilliant season for them. And Burnley in tenth. Southampton, who definitely bounced back for the second half of the season after the 9-0 loss to Leicester. They come 11th. Everton, disappointingly, 12th. Steve Bruce, brilliant job to get Newcastle 13th. Palace, who I think were only about three points off their top six, actually, a few weeks ago. And then the wheels just came off. They come 14th. Brighton stayed up under um, Graham Potter, did very well to come 15th. West Ham just about stayed up in 16th. Villa, as we said, stayed up on... Uh, just about stayed up. And Bournemouth, the same, uh, relegated on 34 with Watford. And obviously, disappointed for Norwich. They come uh, bottom. And I'm sure we'll get uh, a few reactions. I think we uh, we might be having a Norwich fan coming on in the uh, in the near future to say what went wrong for Norwich. Right. Briefly, the Championship playoffs went on Sunday and Monday. Swansea beat Brentford on, the, on Sunday night. Andrea, you goal was the difference between Swansea and Brentford. Also, they did also miss a penalty, though, Swansea. Brentford did have Rico Henry sent off in the 65th minute, but today or Tuesday, that did get rescinded for Wednesday's second leg. And Cardiff, I mean, disappointing performance. They did very well first half. They had a glattal chance, but they did end up losing to Fulham 2-0, who didn't have... Uh, Championship top scorer Mitrovic and Harry Arter. Uh, I think Tottenham, Tottenham Loney, Josh Arnhemer scored. No, and I don't think he's don't think he's alone. Is he? Is he not alone? He did play for Tottenham at one he was, stage. He was involved in the swap deal. Yes. yes okay. Swap deal. Brilliant footwork to go through about four card ends, but and Cabano puts uh, Fulham two 0 up going into the second leg at Craven Cot. John, 
Thursday, so pretty much anything can happen with the playoffs. It could be a Cardiff Swansea playoff finally, it could be a Fulham Brentford that nobody uh, nobody's quite sure on hundred percent who's gonna do that. National League semi finals on the weekend. Harrogate beat Bournemouth one nil to go to Wembley and they'll play uh Notts County who beat Barnet two nil to the playoff final is next Sunday for a place in the EFL. Right, we're gonna take a short break. After the break we'll be talking about the Champions League as it, as it returns in an exciting tournament in uh, Portugal and we'll be reviewing the rest of the world and talking transfers to you after the break. St. Martin's School Radio. Welcome back to the St. Martin's Football Show. Now, we'll be talking about Serie This week, Juventus wrapped up their title and I think Max has got a bit more on what has gone on in Serie this week. Yeah, as you said, Juventus uh, finished the title over Sampdoria. A uh, quick-fire uh, Ronaldo goal from a free kick uh, kicked them off just before half-time and a Simple uh, tap-in after uh, deflection from the keeper. Uh, Bojanodeski, uh, the 67th minute, was a 2-0 win for Juventus. And then, uh, at the very beginning of the match week, uh, a very important game, Milan-Atalanta, uh, 1-1. A fantastic free kick from um, 
uh, Chalunoglu uh, in the 14th minute, but then a woeful piece of defending from the Milan from the Milan defence. There's a patter equalised in the 34th minute. Um, so that basically results in Atalanta uh, sitting in third with Inter Milan just behind Juventus. Obviously, nothing really to play for for, for those teams. Comfortably in the top four in the Champions League spots. Um, Inter Milan, a 3-0 win, a uh, Lukaku brace over Genoa, who Genoa who, who uh, hover just above the relegation zone. But Inter Milan comfortably... Uh, Comfortably winning there, uh, sitting second at the moment. But um, if we go down further down the table to Napoli, they're currently sitting in seventh, a point a point behind uh, Milan. Uh, kind of a comedic win over Sassuolo, who Sassuolo have had four uh, four goals disallowed uh, for, uh, for various reasons. <laughs> My God, um, a two a two nil win for Napoli, and um, Roma uh, beating Fiorentina, uh, two pens uh, for for. for for the Rome-based uh, side, um, and that, that, that's most of the most of the big games. Uh, the the uh, golden boot race uh, uh, carries on. Is is honestly part of one of the more, more interesting parts of the uh, of the entire season. Uh, Immobile, who's who's a fantastic fantastic striker, uh, with a hat trick over Verona, and a free kick from Tijmanikov Savic as Lazio win five uh, one. Who uh, Lazio side also. Sitting in the top four, but that's that's about it for for the Serie A. I think um, uh, it's not a surprise to anyone now that Milan is another year out of the Champions League. But I think what is surprising is that actually Naples uh, is not there, and it's mm. a shame because uh, they, they won the cup. They was a fantastic fantastic match. I don't know if you watch it, and they have amazing players as well. And it's always the team I I, I always liked. But that's seven positions. They're even struggling to get in Europa League. Mm. I mean, in I thought before lockdown, I, I did hear the other day that Serie A was closer towards the top. I think Inter Milan were closer, Atlanta were closer. They've had a brilliant season, apparently, and they're doing well in the Champions League. And Lazio were closer. I mean, like you said, it is, it is a shame because you've got top seven teams there pretty much really strong and you were hoping for um, a turnaround in Serie A compared to other seasons and a stronger title race. I know AC Milan have been brilliant since um, the resumption and Zlatan's been scoring and hopefully next year it'll be a, a stronger Serie A and a closer title race, especially with uh, Inter Milan linked with a few players and Atlanta as well. they got a few uh, exciting youngsters and yeah. Right. Can you see? Can you see Cristiano Ronaldo playing at the same level next season? The the problem is in terms of clubs. I know Juventus got a huge squad, but I know I've seen some ridiculous rumours about Man United or Chelsea or Man City. But realistically, who could afford him? Especially now with this pandemic and clubs are wanting more and clubs not having the money to sign these players. Who could realistically sign him though? Uh. In terms, in terms of wages, I know he has he has said that he'd like to finish his career at Sport in Lisbon, and he's been linked with the MLS. But apart from probably the MLS and the Chinese Super League, uh, who could afford him? Barcelona. Can't see anyone. Nah. <laughs> Can you imagine I, that? That would be amazing watching would, uh, Messi, Messi and, and Ronaldo in the same team. <laughs> that that would just be. I couldn't imagine that. Um. 
we're going to stay on to um, Spanish football now. Uh, we're going to bring you in, Mr. Lopez. Yesterday, Javier Garcia, ex-Watford manager, got announced as Valencia manager. Quickly, what in terms of Valencia now, they are pretty much, I think, a big team in Spain. How do you and Javier Garcia is going to improve them? And they signed on a two-year deal. Uh, Valencia has struggled big time this year. And I, I would say since since Unai Emery left the club, they haven't found the, um, the right key in, in the bench to, to put the team where it deserves. Uh, I think it's a right uh, coach for Valencia. Someone who knows the, the Liga inside out. But it's, it's early to say. One of the problems that the, the team has had is not that much the coach, is the people running the club and the relationship between the coach and the club. And Celade was put in there by the by the club. The players didn't want it at the beginning. So they started the the play the, the last coaches they started the job with a handicap. They either were not liked by the players or they were they didn't have the support from the people running the club. So I'm hoping Javier Garcia with a with a new brand brand new project will be able to implement the changes that Valencia needs because he should be always on the top four. And that's something we haven't seen so far. Now there has been there has been quite a lot of news coming out of Spain. We'll st- we'll go back on to Barcelona now. This week I have read a lot of reports that Lionel Messi is wanting uh, current Leeds manager um, Marco Bielsa. Do you think Marco Bielsa will, quickly would be um, brilliant at Barcelona, or would Ma- he be Messi Sorry. seeming to take uh, control now in the of this Barcelona team? He's, he's wanting to bring players in and management. But what do you reckon Marco Bielsa could bring to this Barcelona well, team? The- the first thing we need to establish here is who is Marcelo Bielsa. Marcelo Bielsa is probably one of the greatest coaches in the world. But in the in the Latin American football in Argentina, Bielsa is the closest thing to the god of football. All right? Yeah. And uh, he's highly regarded by everyone. Football players, coaches, um, fans, even even from Different teams, they always have that respect for Marcelo Bielsa. Guardiola, um, usually naming as his um, pr- the professor of football and his teacher, you know, uh, not only him, Pochettino and many, many, many other uh, other um, coaches. Kike Setien, the current um, Barcelona um, coach, always named Bielsa as one of his inspirations. So I'm no surprised that Messi would like to play for Bielsa because I think everyone, every Argentinian player would like to play for him. If he will agree to play for Barcelona, that's something I don't know because in the poly, in, in Marcelo Bielsa's idea of football, it's quite romantic. It's, it's a guy who um, coached uh, Leti Bilbao, which is not the greatest team in Spain, but certainly one of the historical teams. They never played in second division, never been relegated. Then he, w- he was engaged in this project with Leeds, a historical team uh, in, in English football that hasn't played Premier for ages. So that idea of football as a business, like unfortunately some of the bigger clubs seems to run as, 
that's not something that appeals Bielsa as much. Bielsa is probably the last romantic coach in there. So I, I don't think we will see Bielsa playing for uh, coaching Barcelona at the moment. I think Messi, if, if Messi wants to play for Bielsa, he will have to cut a deal with Leeds. Oh, God, can you imagine uh, <laughs> Messi at Ellen Road? I mean, what a ground. And quickly staying on uh, Spanish football, I did see that Man City defender Nicolas Otamendi has been linked to Real Betis. How realistic do you reckon that would be for Otamendi to go to Real Betis? Uh, how much is Otamendi willing to cut his salary? That is the issue here. Because Betis is, is not in a great economic position. They they sign a top uh, coach, and I'm, I'm guessing the Pellegrini is, is getting a fair amount of money there. But unless Betis starts selling the best players in, in the squad, they're not going to be able to afford someone like Otamendi. And then... If you're selling your best players to get someone like Otamendi defense, what 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 type of project are you building up? So it, it's up to Otamendi's um, decision. Yeah, I mean, Pellegrini will probably know him from, um, obviously, his days at Man City. This week as well, the French League uh, for the 2020-21 to season has been announced for starting on the 22nd of August. And um, somebody famous, Lloyd, uh, which you can tell us about, has turned up at Leighton Orient training ground this week to start training with uh, Leighton Orient. Can you tell us who? It was uh, Yaya Torre, multiple Premier League winner. Uh, it's a string for Leighton Orient. Leighton Orient, but unfortunately for Leighton Orient fans, um, Yaya Torre has said that he is looking to go abroad. But I, I, I do like the idea of top players like uh, Yaya Torre training with lower league teams like Leighton Orient and giving them experience. I know Joe Ledley and Wilfred Bonney did the same with Newport and I suppose it does give them confidence and they can show show these lower league players how, how what they've experienced at bigger clubs because he's played for was he played Barcelona, he's played for Man City, he, he is a quality player of all Yaya Torre but Sadly, Leighton Orient fans, I don't think he's signing for you. Um, Andreas Schiller, 2014 World Cup winner for Germany this week at age 29. X um, Dortmund and Chelsea uh, and Fulham player, actually. He retired this week. Mbappe obviously suffered an injury against, um, was it Saint, Saint Etienne, Saint Latina? Yeah. Well, yeah. On, in the French, uh, French Cup. I thought it was a disgusting challenge, um, honestly. And uh, obviously, we we saw him uh, walk off in uh, crutches out of the stadium. And like you said, Champions League coming up, most likely probably going to be out of the Champions League now. I know PSG will be racing to get him fit, but it was a disgraceful challenge. I know there was about 20, uh, 20 player ball on it after. Mm. I mean, it was pretty disgraceful challenge, actually. And you do think, players, you know, as much as Mbappé's quality and you know, you can't be putting challenges in like uh, like they did on him and hopefully uh, Mbappé can get fit soon because he is a quality player and the Champions League would be far better with him in the uh, in the side. I don't know how long they said he's out for. And yeah, the latest but... latest reports um, say he's about three weeks. Yeah. Three weeks. So he might, if PSG beat Atlanta, he might be back towards the semi-finals, which Hopefully be- not if Atletico Madrid goes through. <laughs> 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 You'll be uh, 
definitely a bonus for Atletico. The Scottish football returning on the weekend on uh, Saturday with Rangers Aberdeen. There's been a few. Sorry, Liam. I think I think we should. Uh, we were talking about the French league. I think we need to mention what happened to Mbappé, don't we? Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. of course. Because yeah. because that's big news. That should be yeah. Champions League. Yeah, I was just about to touch on that actually. Remember, short break behind closed doors, they got a few friendlies. You know, Celtic been playing friendlies, Rangers and other clubs. That's returning this weekend. Um, last night as well, Jurgen Klopp won the Sir Alex Ferguson Trophy for Manager of the Year. Um, Emma Hayes won the Women's Manager of the Year, and Marco Bielsa, as we've already mentioned, won Championship Manager of the Year in the MLS. Um, Statistically, the worst Premier League manager ever, Frank De Boer, with Christopher Palace, has been sacked as Atlanta manager as the MLS uh, continues over there. And as we did mention earlier, a few awards got given out on the weekend. We said Jamie Vardy won the Golden Boot, Edison won the Golden Glove, and Kevin De Bruyne won the Playmaker Award. And now, after the return, returning to football after a long absence since May, the Champions League returns. Second legs resume at the home grounds this weekend. Man City play Real Madrid at the Etihad. I know there was a lot of talk um, whether they could actually come over here and play there. I know Spain have had a few more cases in the coronavirus, but there's also been talk and can they play them in other countries. Yeah, so Real Madrid coming over to Man City. Man City got two away goals against Real Madrid. Leon lead bar at Juventus. 1-0 from the first leg. Uh, Napoli are currently drawn with Barcelona 1-0 and um, buying a pretty much through. They beat Chelsea 3-0. So, quickly touching on the second leg. Um, Max, we'll start with you. What are, you. what are your chances to you reckon Man City will beat Real Madrid or will Real Madrid turn around? Real Madrid, they have been in, in good form. Obviously, they won the, they won the Liga. Um, it, really, it, it really is close. I mean, it's not that Man City have been in poor form, but you've definitely seen the defensive frailties but the lead that they have Man City it, um, you know Kevin De Bruyne is firing I, I, I see them going through um, uh, maybe maybe not comfortably but I, 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 I'd I probably tip Manchester City to go through over Real Madrid yeah, if it well, was, Sorry if it was before lockdown I would say definitely Man City is going through but yeah, after but see Real Madrid yeah Yeah uh, after what I've seen after the lockdown Madrid has managed to uh, win 27 points, no, 28 points out of 30 possible ones, all right? Uh, Man City, they come from a tremendous defeat against Arsenal in the semi-final. <laughs> so, I don't know, and Real Madrid is Real Madrid. This is the favourite competition. They have lots of experience. Uh, I think they are on fire now. And... and Although, although I'm not a huge fan of Real Madrid, as you you all know, guys, I, I yeah. think it's Real Madrid, Real Madrid um, game. I I think with Man City's defense at the minute, I I do think 
like you said, Real Madrid, I haven't seen much of Liga, but what I have seen are the highlights and everything. I think Real Madrid do look very strong. And like you said, possibly before lockdown, if they did it straight away when scheduled, Man City would probably be favourites to go through. But I think tides are turning now and it'll probably be Real Madrid will be favourites. Um, yeah, the Spanish team, sir, that's playing is Napoli 1, Barcelona 1. Could we see a Napoli win there, do you think? Oh, I'd love to. I, you know, I, I, I say before, I love Napoli. Uh, but Barcelona, they, they, they have such a disappointed season so far. And I think they're, they're going to try to put everything they have into the pitch um, and avoid any surprises. But Napoli has a, a splendid chance to, to actually give a surprise to everyone because they're going to play in a no-camp with no spectators. And although I want them to go through, I don't think they will have a chance if Messi is in Messi's mode, you know. And that, that, that's the thing. Will they, will they come back after two weeks break and show what they're capable of? Um, Messi will be there thinking, all right, th- this is our moment now. We, we basically ruined the season, but we still have a chance to, to turn it over because no one will remember... Uh, what happened two months ago if Barcelona managed to lift the trophy at the end. So this is the opportunity. And uh, with people like Suarez, uh, and De Jong, Messi, they, are, they will always be favourites. Napoli has a great chance, but I think Barcelona are definitely the favourites. Yeah, I probably wouldn't disagree on that. And I'd say, I know they're losing 1-0 to Lyon, but I'd probably say Juventus are probably going to turn that round against Lyon. Would any, you all agree with that? Yeah. You, you probably yeah. think I know Leon haven't been playing much football have they because obviously the French league hasn't been playing but you think if Ronaldo like we said about Messi if Ronaldo's playing in a, on his game and like we said Juventus have got a very strong squad and they got the depth you would expect them to probably go through likewise Bayern Munich who leads 3-0 against Chelsea going into the second leg there's pretty much done and dusted um there, but there is a twist with the Champions League now, as it's not as a traditional way due to this coronavirus and the way it's been changed. It's not a traditional two-legged up to the finals. Actually, changed. It's actually going to be played in Portugal. All the legs, one-legged games. I think competition gets done over. I think thirteen days. It is a World Cup style. So the winners of Man City and Real Madrid play Lyon and Juventus. Likewise, the winners of Napoli and Barcelona play Chelsea or Bayern Munich. Already in the quarterfinals is um, Atlanta and PSG. And uh, your team, sir, uh, Atletico yeah. Madrid, they play uh, RB Leipzig. Could beat Tottenham four 0 What are your chance? What are your uh, <laughs> chances to beat RB Leipzig? Okay, so uh, I think that this new format. Um, benefits the smaller teams because it's easier to win one match rather than <laughs> defeat a, a better a rival in two matches. So, and I think it's very interesting because anything can happen. Uh, I think Leipzig has a huge problem. His best player will not be playing. He's uh, a striker. Yeah. yeah. So, they, 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 this is an issue for them. And not having your best striking against a solid defence like Atletico Madrid will promise to be a huge handicap for them. So I'm very confident. I'm very confident 
of this Atletico Madrid squad. And I, and I think I think we have an easy road to the final. I hope I'm not wrong. Um, anything can happen, as I said. But they will be more scared of playing against Atletico Madrid like than we are of playing against PSG or Leipzig. Yeah, we, we touched on... Uh, obviously, we just touched on PSG as well. They've got Atlanta... Do you, uh, I have heard actually a few pundits, especially talk sports, say uh, Atlanta do have a good chance in that. Would would you say, Mr. Lopez, that they do have a good chance against PSG? Atalanta, Atalanta is playing very well. Uh, I've seen marvelous games of Atalanta, and it's not like I'm, I've followed them a lot, but like in the final of the, the cup, and, and they've been very good. The problem with PSG, and I think we were talking this the other day after the program, is that they haven't had a chance to compete like other yeah. teams have been competing. And we're talking about teams that they are competing in the in the local leagues for uh, Champions League, for qualifying for, for Europa Leagues. They are fighting week after week, like sometimes in some cases twice a week against um, opponents that they will be playing Champions League. PSG hasn't had that. And now, if we add to that the fact that they don't count with um, Mbappé. I think they're struggling. I think, I think, unfortunately for PSG supporters, it's going to be another um, disappointment uh, champions campaign for, for the French team. Yeah, they got, um, obviously you said, the Lantern. They play the winner of RB Leipzig and uh, Avletko in the semis. And as we touched on, Mbappé could be back and... Then it's the winners of uh, Real Madrid or, or Leon, uh, Real Madrid and Man City, sorry, and Leon and Juventus who will play winners of Napoli or Barcelona and Chelsea or Bayern in the uh, semis. And the final will be held at the uh, Stadio de Luis Benfica Stadium on the um, 23rd of August. So just looking at the schedule here, uh, on the 7th of August, it's the second leg of Real Madrid Man City. As we said, Man City 2 1 up. And also Leon, who are one nil up against Juventus on the seventh. The second leg then on the eighth is Bayern Munich, Chelsea, who uh, Bayern Munich obviously three nil up. And as we touched on, Napoli one, Barcelona one on the eighth. All the teams that make it through then travel to uh, Lisbon, Sporting Lisbon's ground to play in the knockout stages. On the twelfth, Atlanta PSG, and on the thirteenth, your team, Sir Atletico, playing Leipzig. On the 14th, it is the winners of Napoli and Barcelona then. They play the winners of Chelsea and Bayern on the 14th. And the 15th is obviously the winners of Real Madrid, Man City play uh, Lyon or Juventus. And the semi-finals will be held on the 18th and 19th with the final on the 23rd. But do you rate, sir, quickly, do you rate Atletico Madrid's chance of going on to win the Champions League? Obviously, you've never won it before. Uh, it's all behind closed doors. You won't have your fans there. And you, what would you say? Do you reckon you can win the Champions League? You, I'm touching wood at the moment because I think I think this is the season. I think this is a great opportunity. We uh, we deserve it. <laughs> I've seen my team losing against Real Madrid twice on a trot. I think this is the year of Atletico Madrid. But it, it is very hard. It's, I think it's, it's one of the hardest competition because every single team in there is so strong. We, we have um, 
a good squad. We are very solid defensively. We have improved so much in the physical aspect of the game um, since the lockdown. If we have that luck that we didn't in the previous uh, instances of the Champions League, I think that could be the season. But I don't know. What, what do you think, guys? Well, who's your favourite? Lloyd? Oh, I, I think Man City. So you think Man City will, will easily defeat Real Madrid? Yeah, I, I think they're, they're already one goal ahead. They have the away goals. And Madrid are missing Vamos as well. So that's a key part of the defence squad. And Man City on their form, when they play the full team, no one can stop them. I think they'll easily win this year. Hmm. Uh, Bayern Munich, you know, they are always there as well. Yeah, I, they're, I they're probably the favourites for me. You reckon? I. <laughs> It's, it's so hard to say, like you said, PSG haven't played. I think they've only played a few friendlies, but not competitive. I think we're all overlooking Juventus. I think Ronaldo, they've just got that depth. They've got pretty much your subs could be at their sub, their bench is a pretty strong team on its own. But you think Ronaldo's playing on the, in the form he's in. I think Dybala as well is available. I know they're without um, Douglas Costa as well, but... They've got that squad depth to go on and, and replace them, and they're uh, they're using the five sub rule as well as they have in the uh, Premier League and any other um, leagues around the world. So there you go. You can bring on five uh, strong players. I just think, like you said, it's a very strong Champions League, and like you said, it's one-legged. But I think it's going to be probably Juventus go on and win it this year. Especially that side of the knockouts, that side oh, of the yeah. playoffs, it's, it's unbelievable. You have Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Man City, Barcelona, Juventus, they're all there in that side. We do, we do hope, obviously, we got none of our teams are uh, fortunately in that uh, this season, you know, it's always next year. But we do, uh, I do hope Atletico do, on, do go on and win it. But I, I don't think you will have the strength. I think you'll beat Leipzig. But I don't think you'll have the strengths to go on and beat possibly PSG if they beat Atlanta or Juventus or Bayern or Real Madrid in the final, whoever. But now it's the final part of the show. It's the transfer uh, rumours talk. As the champ- as the transfer window opened in England on Monday and uh, 69 days to go as we film this on the Tuesday. Got a lot of transfer rumours. Uh, we'll start with you, Max. Ross, uh, what, have you, what have you got to tell us about the transfer window? Well, there's, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of uh, rumours, especially especially for, uh, for 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 Tottenham. One one player sp- uh, specifically, uh, Pierre Emil Emil Hoiberg. Um, it's it, it seems that that he's going to be going to Tottenham. He favours a move. He favours a move to Spurs. Everton also interested. The only issue with with the move uh, to Tottenham is the money. Uh, we've Bid uh, 15 million uh, at the moment, and they, they they value him closer to 25. So it's just whether we um, can cough up the extra 10 million uh, to Southampton if we if we can get the move completed. Yep. Um, what about you, Lloyd? Any uh, anything going on at Arsenal? Any other rumours you've got to uh, got to tell us? Oh, the, the main room we've had is the Thomas Party from Atletico Madrid. So funny, we've put in two bids so far. The first bid was twenty-five million straight up, which they instantly declined. Probably then our new and approved bid was twenty-five million Guendouzi. But Atletico insists that they want the release clause paid, but we said we don't want to pay that. But apparently, we've now put in another new bid with just money. So hopefully, that'll go through. 
Yeah, but what about an Atletico? Any uh, any rumours we should know about in Spain, sir? Um, Ismail Saar uh, from Watford, who is on the list of Diego Simeone. And now yeah. that Watford got relegated, it might be the time for the player from Senegal to join Atletico Madrid. But it's just a rumour at the moment. Would would he would he start? You obviously know the Atletico. Would he start in that um, in that team? Well, we have Carrasco, uh, we have Joao Felix, we have now uh, Morata is doing is doing well. We have Llorente. So I don't know. I don't see him playing from the start, but because Angel Correa. It's probably going to leave Atletico Madrid this season and Lemar, for sure. The World Cup winner, Lemar. Don't forget about it. The the second most expensive player ever signed for Atletico Madrid, 75 million of euros. And a total bluff. He he basically hasn't scored any goal this season. So I see him leaving. So maybe Saar could be that player that Simeone like to bring into the pitch with 30 minutes to go to try to, you know, um, give an extra pace to the team. Yeah, we've also seen that um, there's obviously been a few done deals as well as rumours. Brighton have signed uh, Adam Lallana on a free deal from uh, Liverpool after his release, um, staying on to Liverpool. Dejan Lovren has joined Zenit, St. Petersburg in Russia for uh, £10 And um, Jan Vertonghen leaving uh, Spurs quickly, Max. What's that going to do to Spurs now? And who do you reckon they can bring in to replace Jan Vertonghen? Well, he hasn't really found his place in the in the, in this team the last couple of weeks. Uh, he's he's favoured uh, actually Eric Dyer to to play instead of him. Whether we're going to sign a centre back, we haven't really been really haven't really been linked. We've, we've been we've been linked, but it doesn't seem like that's. What um, Mourinho's number one priority is, I think he's he's looking to to um, again Hoiberg in the DM role, a right back and perhaps a striker. But the centre backs, some of them have been named. Um, Kim Jin May from uh, the South Korean youngster uh, centre back. But I mean, lots of those. There was uh, there was actually a rumour that he was flying uh, for a medical, but that turned out to be um, uh, false, made up. Um, but I, I honestly, I, I don't I don't see a signing a centre back to replace him. Have Eric Dyer, I think, who's recently signed a new contract. So, I think he'll he'll probably be looking uh, t- towards him to start in the uh, in the first team in place of a Tongan. But you have Davidson Sanchez as well. Uh, uh, impressive, I think he's he's a good centre back, uh, strong, powerful. But I think, yeah, again, right back, uh, striker, midfielder. That's probably where we're looking uh, towards this summer. Uh, Lloyd, uh, have you heard about Philip Coutinho? Uh, there were rumours in the Spanish Aww. newspaper about Coutinho going uh, to Arsenal. Yeah, apparently he's a player Arteta admires and we really want him in the club. But obviously, Barcelona is selling for £107 million and He has very high wages, which we can't afford. So we're trying to get a loan deal yep. or trying to offer Guendouzi in cash. But Barcelona insists that they want Guendouzi in £60 million <laughs> and which is not really a good deal. For no. us, and I don't think I really don't hope we'll take that. I think we're trying to negotiate it down to a loan with an obligation to buy at the end. I know Arsenal and uh, Arsenal have been linked with quite a lot of players, and you've been linked with uh, Jack Greenish at Man United. But 
I did see Lloyd quickly. Another player that's been linked with uh, leaving is uh, your youngster Saka. He's been linked with uh, a few work clubs. Cause I think has he only got a year left on his contract? Am I, well, am I he right did, and then he signed a new one about two weeks ago. So signed, yeah, but he, apparently he does have a release clause. The can say I think I did read on one the uh, what was it one the French PSG were interested in the next few years. I think he has a release clause of. I think it's 30, 40 million. I might be wrong. I, did, I, I we... really feel like we haven't put a 30 million release clause on his brand new contract. I, I, I've, I don't know whether, whether that's one, but he, I tell you what, he is definitely probably big, massive, uh, massive part of why Arsenal got to uh, where they have in the league. I don't know whether you agree and <laughs> disagree that he has a... He has been a major success this season and Arteta uh, has brought him up. I know he's got a choice to make internationally as well. He's got between uh, England and Nigeria. But likewise, I know quickly Man United been linked with, uh, like we said, Jack Greenlish, Usman Dembele and uh, Jaden Sancho. So, uh, and James Rodriguez. Done... <laughs> do, you know, do you know what about James Rodriguez? I think he, he's not he's not that bad, but after the World Cup, he had in fourteen with Colombia and joined yeah. Real Madrid, and then he went on loan to Bayern. He hasn't he hasn't been the best on uh, best form, and I don't know whether what Real Madrid uh, fans make over there. But do, do they want him to stay or do they want him to no, go? No, I mean. He's sort of charismatic, and after the World Cup, many people was enthusiastic about um, his signing for Real Madrid. But he never got uh, the full support of of the coaches in Real Madrid. Um, I did, I don't think he did bad in Bayern Munich. I, I don't. I haven't followed the, the Bundesliga that much, but the, the, I, I saw him play in Champions League. He did well, but. Zidane doesn't count with him at all. No, but I know I know we've been linked with a lot of players, and hopefully we need we do need to strengthen. And I know Jaden Sancho, uh, like I said, we've they've rede- rejected uh, ninety eight, and they won hundred and twenty. So hopefully we can uh, sign in before October. Right, that is it for this week's show. Next week's show will be looking further ahead to the Champions League as it resumes and we'll be looking back at the Championship playoffs as the final is next Tuesday and hopefully we'll have a lot of drama in two second legs and again we'll be looking at more transfer rumours. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. I'm not